what we do here is go back, 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 back. The good side of it is that the Raiders are really good at coming back from 14, from being down by 14. The bad news is we were down 21. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. The Raiders lost. Very, very terrible Monday night. Um, so many hopes, so many dreams. Uh, but nonetheless, here we are. Uh, before we get into it, Andy, how are things? Um, I'm fine. It was a tough night, man. You know, it's a tough night for myself. It's a tough night for Raider Nation. I've, I've been taking the last what, 12 hours or so to, to really try to digest any sort of positivity, optimism. Um, we'll see if I have anything, but it's been a very, it's a reflecting time. Um, and that was a, a statement loss by us, you know, not in a good way, but it was, we made a statement with how bad that game was and 14 points, you know, Chargers won 28, 14. And I'm not sure if it was that close, but yeah, that's how I feel. How are you? Uh, I mean, I write about the same, to be honest with you. It was just very frustrating night. Um, you know, good amount that we will, we will cover in, in that regards, but yeah, it was tough. Um, it's frustrating when you have these expectations, you know, how, you know, you can, you guys can, you know, the team can play how things should turn out in the way that you want it. And then they don't, and you just see the same thing over and over, but regardless, you know, here we are and. We just gotta roll with it. We weren't gonna go seventeen and zero. So, I think I'm just bummed because of our predictions um, before the year started. I think we went, we got to nine and zero. So that's what I'm most disappointed that we let the fans down with our take. But uh, yeah, we're just gonna recap this uh, this week four game. So I'm gonna start with the Raiders offense, um, just some general uh, takeaways, and then uh, Michael will chime in with his his thoughts, um, and then we'll we'll flip it over to the defense side that Michael takes. So. Um, I'll just go through just some stats. Um, so, uh, for the Raiders offense, um, 213 total yards, um, 12 total drives. Okay. 12 total drives, 213 yards. Yeah, that's tough. Just looking at it. That's tough. Um, so DC, he ends up going 21 for 34, buck 96, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, Jacobs as, Everyone saw it was a game time decision. He was trending upward in the week um, and he ended up being active. <clears throat> he had 13 carries for 40 yards. They shut him down pretty well for, you know, as, as far as the receive, receivers go, rugs three for 60, Waller four for 50, Renfro six for 45, um, Waller and Renfro both had touchdowns. So everything else was sprinkled in with, um, and I, I know Jacobs had five catches, um, 17 yards on five catches. So I think you can probably determine if you didn't watch the game, what those were. So, Going into the game, um, there was a lightning delay, um, which was very interesting. Um, it was a dome, um, but the dome was not fully closed. And to what I was, what I heard is that it wasn't even the players; it was the fans at the top deck that were exposed to said potential lightning. So that delayed the game, I believe, thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes. They started at five fifty West Coast time, supposed to be five fifteen. And when the Raiders came out, as much as there were um, cheers because they took over the stadium as um, Micah predicted. You could tell Gruden was pissed. 
Gruden was angry. He was yelling at people. I don't know if it was players. I don't know if it was people, but on the field before the game, he was pissed. Um, and I was like, I was kind of fired up because I was like, you know how it gets, right? We're three and oh, Raider Nation's talking all this mess to Charger fans. You know, we're taking over, which we did. And I was just feeling uneasy with how much confidence we had, even though I felt like the team was, is in a good spot. And, and I was like, I do not want to be complacent going into this. I don't want to, I don't want to take over the Charger Stadium and then be like, heck yeah, it's a home game and not, you know, not play with that being an away team. It has a certain mental um, toughness that you have to bring in order to come out victorious. So when I saw that, when I saw Gruden was, was pissed and there was like an edge, I was like, yep, this is what we need, right? Yeah. This is great. And so Chargers get the ball first. They end up scoring a touchdown and the air kind of went out pretty quick. Um, they dominated that. And obviously you'll touch on that side of the ball, but from there, man, it felt like it felt similar to the Dolphins game where we just pressed. We pressed early. Our offense was it was just so sloppy for the whole first half was just awful. It was penalty. It was stuffed run. It was drop pass. It was sack, sack, strip sack. Even if we get a pause, even if we get a 15 yard gain, which I don't even think we did in the first half, there was a 10 yard penalty to come behind it. Right. It was just one of those games where you, yeah. they couldn't do anything right. One step forward, two steps back type of thing. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think in the first half, it might have been three steps backwards. But, you know, and, and then, but it got to the point where it was a uh, 14 nothing, and the Raiders were getting the ball with about four minutes left. And so, as noted, the Chargers got the ball first. So we were getting the ball in the second half. Um, and I was like, man, we get a four minute drive going, go down and score a touchdown, 14 7. We get the ball back. And this is a lot different game, you know, four minutes on the clock in the second quarter, and um, they go three and out. And then the Chargers go down and score a touchdown, 21-0. <clears throat> if you recall the uh, Baltimore Ravens game week one, 14-0, um, similar situation, 14-0, uh, a little bit before half, and the Ravens get the ball in the second half. And I'm like, this could be bad, right? Um, Raiders end up scoring a touchdown, 14-7, get a stop, kick a field goal, 14-10, right? It's that momentum going into the second half. Just flipped. It's just it, Yeah, it just flipped instantly, right? And then, and then we got a ball game. This one went the other way. It went, it went 21-0, tails between their legs. Good thing you guys took over the stadium because the Chargers players took over the field in the first half. So, And then it kind of swinged a little bit, right? Kind of swing, Raiders go down. They end up getting it to 21-14, and then we get another stop. So it's three straight stops, two straight touchdowns, get the ball back, going down to tie this thing up. So they start marching, um, and that was the big Waller catch on the sideline. We're driving, and he spikes the ball and gets a taunting penalty which he wasn't even spiking at anyone. And, you know, I, I don't agree with the call. It was it was just what it was, right? I don't agree with the call. We get penalized. We get set back. They end up not not scoring any points there. So, obviously, 28-14 was the total. But So, that was just <clears throat> kind of the feeling of the offense. Um, I mean, our O-line has always been a problem. I think we just haven't paid for it, and we did. I thought that Brandon Staley um, – he just he just blitzed the heck out of us and said, "Go ahead, I'm going to blitz the heck out of you." And and it's funny because the narrative around uh, Carr and our offense is that how effective we have been when we are blitzed, um, not even just the cover zero that the Ravens ran against us. It's just whenever they send extra, Carr is dang near perfect. Um, and has been for most of the year. Now the reason that has been the case is because we've picked up the blitz or at least chipped it enough right, to sh- you know, shed it out enough to at least get the ball out in a clean enough pocket with guys open. Now, this happened to be where our O-line cannot pick up a blitz, our backs can pick up a blitz, tight end that we kept in the box can pick up a blitz, and 
even if we did have time to throw, our receivers either weren't open or DC wasn't going there. So he got he got uh, flustered pretty early. There are a couple times where he got rid of the ball quicker than he should have or went to his check sooner than he should have. Hindsight is 2020, but I think the ability of the the Chargers defense to get to to get to Carr quickly and the fact our O-line wasn't holding up and we weren't picking up blitzes, he was he was pressing dude and it just it just didn't allow us to get to get into rhythm. Along with that, we couldn't run the ball. So, as mentioned, Jacobs 13 for 40, that's three and a half or so, a little less um, yards per carry. Uh, I think one of them was a 10 yard gain. So just call it 12 for 30. Okay. So that's two and a half yards. Point is, we couldn't establish the run, couldn't get to any, you know, any momentum. We had some chunk plays, um, which we were able to capitalize in the second half, but it was, we couldn't ever fully get into a rhythm. And it just seemed that I think they just, they had our number, dude. And, and they, it's as if, as if they had the play sheet because I thought Gruden tried his best to get creative. You know, I think you saw early in the game where we were trying to spread them out. We were trying to go, you know, whether it was four wide or whether it was, you know, three by one. You know, we tried to get get them spread out and go the quick passing attack because we couldn't run the ball and, and it wasn't effective. So we switched over, brought in double tight, brought in a fullback and said, let's just run down your throat, you know, a little 22 personnel action. But uh, yeah, it's it was tough. It was frustrating. It just, I don't even know. You know, I, yeah. I it's, it's like, I think it was, they were just so... It was, they were out schemed. I don't even know if it's the right word. I think it's like out executed, right? Because I think we, you know, they schemed us up well, but as you know, we've always done, we, you know, we've been able to make adjustments um, post play or pre play at the line and get into the right checks. And then we just can execute. And that's when you're talking really man on man, you yeah. know, or, or it's assignment based. So if it's assignment based and, you know, we might shift into the right thing, but someone misses their assignment or they, you know, they don't do it. They're whatever it is. Right. It's like, I think, I think it was more about execution to be perfectly honest. And I know that's easy to say when you lose a game, of course, but I just think we got outsmarted. And when we weren't outsmarted we got out, outmanned, we got out executed. And it's, uh, I think it's a humbling experience um, for this offense. Some things that you liked, or I like to see was, uh, you know, I think rugs had a, had a, had a good game. Um, I think there was that, obviously that big bomb that accounted for a lot of his yards. I think they showed that he is a threat in our offense and we use him as that to the point where we had so much confidence that sometimes we'd use him as a decoy. Um, and I think that bodes well for how Gruden looks at him. If you want to have any positive takeaways, um, Renfro is going to be Renfro. I think they did a good job on Waller um, where sometimes it was Derwin James. Sometimes it was, uh, you know, they just, they just bracketed Waller on that pick in the fourth quarter. It was James just pressed him and trailed. He got in his face, pressed him and trailed, and then they had a safety over the top. I don't know why Carr threw the ball, but he did, um, and it was right in Derwin James and strike. So I think they just they outschemed us and and they just out executed because we were our backs were against the wall, and I don't think we had answers. And when we did, we still couldn't come through on it. So I thought Leatherwood got exposed um, early and often. I thought Carr got pretty rattled. Um, I don't really look at the numbers more more so than just his play. And I think he is a big. He's a he's kind of streaky man, and I think. It's one of those things where I, I take his uh, the, his urgency to kind of get rid of the ball or kind of press a little bit is based off his confidence in in the O line. And then if truly this is on Car, if this is just Car's team, then you know you can't if if your O line sucks, you can't run the ball. So Jacobs is seventy five percent can't run the ball. It's all on Car, and they knew it. So. 
they're like, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll drop seven and, and play and, and see if your man can beat us, or we'll send seven, send seven or eight and see if you can, you know, get the ball out and win those one-on-one matchups. So I think they just played us, man. They played us well on, on both sides of the ball, really. That's really my, my overall thoughts. It, it's, it's nothing that probably anyone didn't see on, on film, but I think this, this could be a crossroad game where, you know, you can really determine what kind of you know team you are because, you know, they were going into it and, and sure they're, they were dogs. They got three points, three and a half points, and they're on the road, whatever, right? But it's a good Charger team. It don't matter if you take over the stadium. It don't matter if you're you're three and zero and they're two and one. It's a good Charger team. It's not the you know any given Sunday. But look at it, man. Look at the you know the Dolphins took us took us to overtime. They took us sixty plus minutes, and then and then they lost to the zero and two, zero and three Colts, right? So it's just the the talent gap is is not as extreme as as some. Some say, and especially on Twitter, they're either the best team on earth or the worst team on earth. So it's like, no, everyone's pretty dang close. Just look at the Chiefs right now. Look at the Rams who went and just whooped the Buccaneers, and then they get whooped by the Cardinals. It's everywhere, man. So you got to show up, and and they didn't. And I think the other, you know, the game against the Dolphins, the game against the Steelers, they were just a better team. They had better, you know, they're just a better team than those two to where they could not play a perfect game and still win. Just wasn't the case yesterday, and I think that they got exposed and. Could be a good thing. I'm not going to say sit here and be like, "That was great." I can't wait because now we're going to. I'm like, I think it's it's you know we'll see. I think we'll see what kind of team this is. And now, especially you get you get the Bears coming to town. Now the Bears were, you know, they were about as as effective as uh, you know LP on homecoming. You know, pushing the ball down the field the first couple of games, and then you know last week Justin Fields started, and and I, I guess Dalton's going. Well, I know we'll get into the preview, but this is going to be a good test for the Raiders, who they are a better team than the Bears. And they just got embarrassed on Monday night. So we'll see how they show up. But offense, our offense is our team, right? I think um, the defense has played really well. And they, they've allowed us to stay in games. But our offense is what is going to win or lose games. And I don't think we've been able to say that um, in a couple of years. So I think our offense has been the reason we've won games in the past. But we've sometimes lost games when our offense has been great. It's not the case this year. Our defense is good enough. Now it's the offense turn to carry it. And they didn't. So... I'm going to stop there. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it was, once again, it was a tale of two halves. The good side of it is that the Raiders are really good at coming back from 14, from being down by 14. The bad news is we were down 21. And so, like you said, our defense is in a position where they are keeping us in games and helping us along, and the offense has got to get get going. Uh, it, it honestly should have been 28 nothing at half with with how the offense was playing. They At one point, they had more yards and penalties than they did offensive yards. And I think they ended the half with only like five or ten yards more than the penalty yards that they had, which is absolutely unbelievable. We saw the defense do some good things. Um, we saw them do some bad things as well. I think that Austin Eckler is a beast. That dude, he doesn't go down on first contact. He is a small guy, and he, you know, I, I can't, I don't know how many times they use the term pound for pound, not only like talking about it being his nickname, but just talking about it in general. Um, but it's true. I mean, he, you know, he broke some tackles. He he was getting to the second level almost every single time. It seemed like in the first half, uh, they were passing on us pretty well. Uh, no matter what, they were just kind of finding pockets. You know, up until they scored to go 14-0, I mean, it was pretty close. It seemed like a pretty good defensive game on both sides of the ball. They just were able to make things happen to end the first half. 
once again came out in the second half and just started driving down the field and just playing well and uh the offensive line man i we talked when we talked about it with our uh crossover podcast i told them the first the two things i'm worried about establishing the run and our offensive line in general and those two things we just we couldn't run the ball too well we couldn't really protect car they were i mean they were they were getting to car just rushing their base guys and then they would dial up blitzes they would rush one of their linebackers on the same side as bosa and it would just blow us up every time it was just they, they didn't have an answer for the defensive line it got better in the second half and i don't know if that's just because they schemed up the pass plays better for it there was some times where they seemed like they had more time to throw um rugs deep bomb you know but it was at a point where they had to trust on car like you said to essentially do everything and carry the game um and there were times where he missed throws and there were certain things that you know he didn't do and it's hard to say be perfect but it was kind of what he needed to do and we've seen him do that and it just didn't happen this time he missed rugs on that deep bomb late and towards the end of the game which we were we were down at that point but um that would have obviously helped quite a bit to put us in a good position it got down to that i mean the biggest turning point in that game was that challenged first down where jacobs they gave him the first down and then they called it back and we had a punt so that was a defining moment in the game because we go down, score a touchdown, it's tied, and, and everything is completely different. So, yeah, I don't know. The offense the offense shit the bed for us, essentially. Um, they gave us hope in the second half, but they're just it was too far to come back from. So, No, I agree with everything you're saying. I think they played one good quarter. So I don't think they played well in the first or second or the fourth. So it is what it is. That's just the offense side of the ball, and, and they got to get a lot of things fixed. Have, they have injuries just like everyone else now. So figure it out. That, that's really what it comes down to. You got to figure it out. You got to look look at the tape. You got to correct things. You got to get better. You got to understand the things that aren't going to get corrected next week and just try to get better at that as you can. So, so yeah, so that takes that side of the ball. Um, Micah, before we have you um, speak on the defense, why don't you let the people know who this episode is sponsored by? This episode is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a week five offer every football fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. <clears throat> well, um, yeah, so we just we just um, touched on the offense. Um, what did you see out of our defense um, last night against the Chargers? Yeah, so like I was saying, the defense, defense played well. Not well enough, um, but they played well to keep us in that game. Um, the first quarter and a half seemed like a very defensive game going into it. They had times where they were they were doing good. They were making plays. 
other times it seemed like, you know, they were kind of like you have said in the past, you know, it's Gus Bradley's scheme where you kind of give them the underneath, let them dink and dunk, let them get the three, five, eight, nine yard receptions and just don't let them beat you over the top. We had Trayvon Mullen go out. We had Damon Arnett go out, which was probably a blessing in disguise. And, you know, we were having trouble with our DBs as far as injuries were concerned. But honestly, Amik Roberts came in. Amik Robertson came in. Nate Hobbs, him and him and Nate were kind of bouncing inside and outside. And they did a good job, for the most part, playing in replacement of those guys that were hurt. Um, we were getting to the quarterback a decent amount. And you saw some, some good rushes out of Max and Yannick. I don't know if I've just always thought his name was Yannick and it's not. But one of the announcers kept calling him Yannick. Unique Ngakwe, and it I was it really bugging unique. me. Is it really? Okay. Well, then. So. I'm calling him Yannick. Yeah, that's what I call him, too. So Unless I was he just tells like, me to call him Unique, then I will. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I it it's just like all these games we've had so far this year. The defense has played well enough, well enough to keep us in these games. And, you know, the offense has done enough to win these games for us and, and you know, win these comeback 14-0 deficit um, and, and get these Ws for us, whether it was an overtime or not. But this time it just wasn't enough, unfortunately. And we got outplayed, really, like you said. We got we got out-executed, outplayed, and it was just a uh, a tough all-around game because just when you thought we were gaining an inch, they, they took a couple more. And we talked about it also on the crossover thing. You know, it's Charged Up Bolts podcast was mentioning it too. Like, they're going to go for it on fourth down. And twice they won four on fourth down, and it was very important times that they picked it up. The biggest one being towards the end of the game, obviously, where Jared Cook did a little wheel route and they had Perryman, Perryman on him. It was close. I mean, he had him covered well, but it was just a mismatch from the beginning. So um, that was unfortunate, but I don't know. We just, they're very good offense, very good team. I think we just got flat out beat on both sides of the ball. One thing I want to touch on, obviously, Hunter Renfro can lay some half. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know if I could use it for my offense because yeah. he's an offensive player, but it's a defensive play. So yeah, that oh my gosh, that that was fantastic. Great um, heads up play by him. You're on Twitter. If anybody, a lot of Raider Nation knows who Josh Dubow is and have seen things about him and how he just likes to post negative stats about the Raiders on purpose and Derek Carr in general as well. But I had to give it up to this when he dropped. Hunter Renfro now has the same amount of pass breakups this season as first round draft pick Damon Arnett. So wow. He threw that one out there. And I was like, you know what, man? <laughs> Touche. Like, yeah. That was that's a good one. So um, yeah, it, that play was fantastic. You know, Hunter Renfro himself was just he's in a different league mentally on a lot of things, and he's just so good. <laughs> and that was such a good heads up play by him. And he laid some hat for being a, a small little white receiver. So yeah, I, that's kind of all I really have on the defense. You know, it was our defense was our defense, and it, it wasn't good enough, unfortunately. And it's been good enough, you know, prior games to you know get turnovers when we need it. And that's kind of the big thing we didn't. I don't, I don't know if we had any turnovers at all in the game. Yeah. And that's one thing that we've been able to do this year, um, on top of you know being able to get a pass rush and everything, is we've caused turnovers. And there's been times where it was you know in great position and in a, you know timely. Uh, fashion when we needed it the most so yeah I don't know it just they played better than us they scored more points than us and that's how you win football games so yeah what about you well I mean I feel like they could do whatever they wanted with us um, for the most part 
you know, the defense played a more complete game, um, which isn't hard to do compared to the offense. But um, I think <clears throat> they got exposed um, in certain areas. I think <clears throat> we've been able to get home with four. I think we had one sack, maybe two. Um, one of them was it was for like negative three yards because it was the one that Darius Phylon swam moved the the guard pretty quickly and then and then got to him. Anyway, um, yeah, Phylon had two sacks. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Regardless, I'm just saying, like you know, we, we weren't able to get home with Max um, or Yannick. I think Max got, you know, he got pre- he got shut down pretty well. Um, he he was still fighting like he always does, but that was our, that's he was been our best defensive player, I would say, um, outside of Perriman, and he got shut down. Um, I thought the team did it, or the defense did a good job. They they kept fighting. Um, I saw that certainly. I think injuries don't help. I, I, I've been interested on Arnett. I, I know. It's it's easy to kind of uh, you know he's a first round pick and the expectations should be high. Um, he was hurt last year, and then you saw that you know he hasn't really played a lot of snaps. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know if that truly determines whether he's a good player or not. And then he got his opportunity and he didn't look good. He didn't look good at all. Um, I don't know if he wasn't ready. I don't know if he's banged up. He obviously got banged up in the game, but he didn't look good. I think uh, you know Littleton and, and Perriman really carried us, but um, they led our team in tackles. They're the second level. They're the second line of defense. Right. So that, that really showed kind of, you know, they could gash us with Eckler. And I mean, they, it's not like they were pounding us with them. Right. But that's what I believe says in the pat on the back. But that's what I was worried about when we did that crossover. I said, if you can be effective in the run, if you can get, you know, six, seven with Eckler and then six, seven turns into one missed tackle and 25, you know, then then you can just have a, a somewhat of a balanced attack that hasn't been balanced for the Chargers and, and be able to go. So and that happened to be the case. I think the defense once again, they held on and gave, gave us the opportunity to get back in the game. We didn't, and then they they weren't able to to hold on much longer. So it is what it is. Um, they still played. They still played all right. You know, still had some penalties. Still had some missed tackles, blown assignments. Um, you know, they had the the one where Arnett went out. So they kicked Meek Robertson out. They played Nate Hobbs. That's kind of like a nickel linebacker. They ran that play action, which is the fullback. He kind of went through. He's a tight end, but he's a, played a fullback. He went up the hole. It, it was man, so that's Nate Hobbs' guy. Nate Hobbs went and played run. Guy slipped right by me. He was wide open, so he wasn't familiar with playing that position. You know, I don't think they had a choice, but kudos to Nate Hobbs for stepping up in that. But he just he missed it. So yeah. there were some blown assignments. There were some people out of position, and you know they uh, we didn't bail them out. We didn't bail them out to get the, the rest that they needed, but they still came fighting. And, and I'll, I'll tip my cap to that. But that's about as far as I can do for the whole the whole team right now. So yeah, it was frustrating. It was. It, it is what it is, but you know, same thing is, is we got a challenge um, with the Bears coming to town. I know their offense hasn't been great. If it's Fields, if it's Dalton, I guess we'll see, and we'll we'll touch on that. But which uh, does lead me to my next um, announcement here. So as we did last week with the Chargers podcast, that is uh, represented um, and brought to you by the same network that we are, the Pigskin Podcast Network. We have been in contact with the Chicago Bears podcast, um, and they have asked us to join their their podcast tomorrow um, to preview this game. Um, so we'll get that out to you guys cut it the same way. Um, and they, I, in that, I, I think I shared that message with you. Um, they're actually traveling to Vegas for the game. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it'll be fun to talk to them about that, but we'll get you the Chicago bears preview um, Sunday, 1 PM West coast time. Um, bears are coming into town, Allegiant stadium for the Raiders to, to right their wrongs um, to, you know, go, go and, 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 you know, profess your sins and, and go, go get this right on Sunday um, at Allegiant Stadium. So we'll see if they can. We'll see if they they rally. It's a short week. We're banged up. 
you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be too down. I'm just calling it what it is. I'm going to save my take around my frustrations with Raider Nation because um, I have a lot of thoughts, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't mean I'm right. But I'll just say we're three and one. Um, we got humbled. A lot of reason that we shouldn't be three and one, probably two and two more. So is how I feel, but we're three and one. So now you get an opportunity to come back and win, win a big game on, on Sunday and in turn, I mean, if you look at it from the optimistic standpoint, um, first quarter of the year, we're three and one. So keep that up, you know, oh, what that's 12 and four 30, or I guess it'd be 12 and five or 13 and four as there's 17 games, but first quarter of these, of the season for the Raiders three and one, um, not bad. We'll, we'll definitely take that. Um, and let's see what this second quarter brings. Um, and what it starts with is, is the bears and brings that to us on Sunday. So that's all I got Raider nation. We love you guys. Stay up, stay positive. And we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Um, we'll see. Hopefully we can get that, get that finalized with the bears podcast tomorrow and chat with those guys and, um, get that out to y'all and, and be ready for this upcoming game on Sunday. Yeah. Um, uh, for everyone out there, it's, uh, the bears essentials podcast, um, that we'll be talking to. So it will be great to talk to those guys, you know, move on from this game and, and, and hopefully go in and, you know, continue to get some W's out there. But as always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on uh, Apple iTunes podcast. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at Take Raider. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Raider Take Podcast. Yeah, and go go sign up for DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook if they uh, if they have the sportsbook in your in your state. Um, if not, uh, go sign up anyways. They got tons of daily fantasy prizes. Use code TPPN. Um, they're hooking you up with some fantastic deals. This deal this week is even better than last week. They all you got to do is bet a dollar, and once a team scores, you win a hundred dollars. Like that's the easiest bet you could possibly make. So, go sign up for DraftKings. Use promo code TPPN, and we will see y'all next week. <laughs>